yellow submarine, a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine. We all live in a yellow submarine. Hi there and welcome back to Villarreal Soccer Chats. Thomas and Lucy here as always to bring you the latest from the club. And it's been a quiet weekend really here at Villarreal. Yeah, the men's first team haven't been in action due to the international break. Um, we've only got a handful of players out on international duty as well, so most of the players are here. But um, Pablo Fornals and Alfonso Padrafa have been representing Spain under-21s, while Samuel Chukwese is in Nigeria um, for the Nigerian under-23 uh, Olympic team playing against Libya in their playoffs to qualify for the Olympic Games. So those three players are in action. But um, other than that, everyone's here and it's been a busy week of training really for them. Our other teams have been in action though. Um, Villarreal B team drew 0-0 against Ontinient. They're still going for promotion to Segunda. They're doing well. The The result on the weekend wasn't ideal, but um, still some games to play and I'm very optimistic that they can get the promotion to Segunda. And well, um, yeah, other teams in action too. Plenty of good results. Yeah, I mean, with Villarreal B a second in the table, the under-19s are currently top of their league. And uh, they beat Kelme 1-0 at the weekend to confirm their participation in uh, Copa del Rey Juvenil, which was, an, it was a great result and a great um, goal from Rodrigo Robles, which you can see on our Twitter feed. The game was in added time and he pricks out a great overhead kick to win it. So Yeah, unbelievable goal. Check out our Twitter to see that goal, as Thomas said. And one of those teams that had a successful weekend was the ladies' team, who beat Levante 3-1. It was a great result against a promotion rival and actually they sealed their promotion to the newly formed Premier Abbe which is a league that will be above Segunda next season. So that's really achieved what they wanted to do at the beginning of the season. And with that in mind, we spoke to one of the first team players, Kennedy Kessler. Hi guys, we're here with Kennedy Kessler, the ladies' first team forward. And she's been here how long now, Kennedy? Okay, so really glad to finally have her on the podcast. We've been wanting her on here for a long time. So we're going to get to know her better today. Me and Thomas, uh, we've been talking about the women's team a lot recently, yeah, haven't they, we? they've been doing so well recently, so it's great to speak to a first-team player. Yeah, we finally got one of them on the podcast, and the English-speaking one, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to get to know Kenny a bit better, um, that's how you prefer to go by Kenny, yes. right? Um, tell us your age, where you're from, and yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, I'm 22, and I'm originally from a small city outside of Dallas, Texas, called Highland Village where I grew up, I lived there my whole life. <laughs> okay, and have you always played soccer? Yeah, uh, yes, and I also, growing up, played ice hockey as well. Oh, wow, cool. Yes. But in Texas, isn't it a bit hot for ice hockey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's part of the reason that I ended up choosing soccer is because growing up, I played um, ice hockey, one together with my brother, because my mom didn't want to go for two teams, and okay. he's two years older, and whenever the boys turned 14, they said that, I was going to get hurt playing with them, and so they were like, you need to go find a girls team, and there wasn't any girls teams, so oh, I decided to quit hockey. <laughs> well, but we're glad you chose soccer, because that's brought you here, so um, so you've obviously played soccer growing up, and tell us about your previous playing experience at college and everything like that. Uh, growing up, I played, I grew up playing left back for my select team, all the way into college, and then I got to college, and my coach was like... Uh, maybe we should try another position, like you're not the fastest player, so I was like, okay, whatever, that's fine. And so I started playing attacking center mid and center forward, and I went to the University of Hardin-Simmons, and uh, I became a starter my freshman year and played the four years as an attacking player for the first time, and uh, through that I set 
the school record for scoring and points, and it was a really good transition. The coach uh, made a good choice. Well, yeah, that was, that was a good choice. Those stats are pretty impressive, and uh, yeah, it sounds like you're an out-and-out forward now, right? <laughs> yes. Sir. Well, um, we'll get to it, but um, I think we should definitely start with this, because you scored your first goal for the team this past weekend. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we were so happy to hear that, and as we, you're on the podcast today, um, that was perfect timing. But before we get into, you know, you being here in Spain and playing for the ladies' first team, um, tell us about yeah when you were playing at college and, and how the chance came about for you to come here after college. Because it's not very common. No, it's not. Um, so at Harding Simmons, um, at university you can only play four years. And in December we lost in the Elite Eight in PKs and... I was really heartbroken and I was like, okay, I'm not ready to be done with soccer, like, I need to find a way to keep playing. But in the United States, there's not a lot of options after graduation to play, like, a high level of soccer. And so my WPSL team, which is, like, a summer team to stay fit in the United States, it's like a league that plays just in June, July. The coach actually has been making trips to Spain for three years now, and he's been taking boys teams. And this year, he decided to take a girls team. And so he brought the team to Valencia, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and just put my name out there. I didn't really think anything would come from it. And so we played against Levante B team in the first game, and we lost 3-2, to two, but I scored two goals in it. So I was like, okay, like maybe they'll be interested, and I didn't hear anything from them. I was like, oh, that's kind of sad. And then <laughs> the next game we played uh, Villarreal, and we won 3-2, to two, and I scored two more goals in really excited. I was like, okay, this is it. And after the game, uh, my coach had said that the coach had asked if I would come train with them the next day. So that was really exciting. And uh, my U.S. team actually had a game that day, and so I decided to skip the game and go to the training, <laughs> which was a good choice, but it was really overwhelming at training, and I was like really upset after because I did not think I played well, and I was just really overwhelmed because yeah. no one spoke English. <laughs> they would like explain the drills, and everyone would run somewhere, and I'd just be standing there. I was like, oh. Um, gosh, yeah, it's difficult. It's a difficult transition, but I just want to say Levante's loss is our game because we're so happy to have you playing for Villarreal. And yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how it turned out. Like you said so well, um, in the US after you do graduate, there's not many opportunities to play. I played in the US as well as I was telling you and I played in the W League so as Kenny was saying like there's the two summer leagues and they're great you know it's a semi-professional level of soccer it's, it's a pretty decent level but then after you graduate there's such a big gap between college soccer and the pro league and it's like well where do you go and play if you want to keep playing so I think it's a great a great idea to come out here and play because there's so many leagues in Europe that go all year round and as you, you found out in your team you're not the oldest player right? Here? Yeah. No. No, there's, no, no. So, there's so many older girls that play. I mean, Laura, one of our captains on the, the first team, she's, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say this, Laura, but anyway, she's all over 30. So, you know, you can play until until you want to here. Um, the current manager of the ladies' first team, she's playing in the first division until she was 37. Um, there's no limits to how long you can play. And I think sometimes in the US they put a limit on that. When you graduate, you're 22. Unless you play professional, you're done. Yes, right? I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. So I think it's great that you've come out here and you've shown other American girls that, that you don't have to stop playing if you don't want it, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Who did you play for in the WPSL? Uh, Ed Chris Garage for Texas Spurs. Oh, okay. Cool. 
And how was that experience? It's awesome. It's a really great way to, first of all, get to meet other people from other colleges and play a different style and learn other soccer. And then also a good way to get fit in the summer and ready for preseason because running on your own is not fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good way to you know, get fit, that's for sure. Um, so then when you finished college and you found out that there was a chance to come here and when, and when you finally found out that you would be coming, how did you feel about that? So I'm actually still in my college. When I, they asked me to come here, it was a panic because I still have a full semester left of university. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and so um, we called my school and we're like, this is the situation. And all of my teachers, I had three classes left. One of them was Spanish, actually. <laughs> and, I think this is a better strategy. <laughs> the other two were uh, like capstone research classes. To, I'm, a, I'm a biology major. And so the teachers were like, okay, yes, like we'll move it all online, we'll get it done. And so um, in February, I decided, you know, to pack up all my stuff, take my classes online, and <laughs> come to Spain. That's so cool, yeah. Well, I'm really glad that the university understood that. Yes, they were super that. understanding. <laughs> That's great. And so obviously being here, it's been quite a culture shock. Would that be fair to say? Tell us about how the transition's been for you, because I know coming to, to Spain must be very different, first of all, but then the playing style, the soccer must be so different as well. Yes, everything's been very different, and especially because I didn't have a lot of time to like prepare to come here. Um, I was like, within two weeks I was here, so I miss my family and I, like, more than I would, thought I would. I've never been gone for a long period of time and yeah. the fact that I can't really communicate with a lot of people here is really hard because sometimes you just want to talk to someone and you're like, oh, wait, I can't. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously the language is going to take time. Yeah, it's, you know. it's crazy. Spanish is crazy hard. I've taken three years of it for my university, but we also learn Mexican Spanish, so it's very different. And oh, yeah. <laughs> They're different yeah. worlds, aren't they? That that was shocking to me too. How different the Spanishes were, and like the way they sounded. It's like I thought I knew Spanish, and then I came here and they started talking. I was like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be difficult at first. I mean, me and Thomas we've been here for a while now, so we finally got the hang of it. But um, yeah, just keep going with it. You'll get it. You'll get it. Um, so yeah, tell us about some of the main cultural differences between uh, Villarreal and your town in Texas. I mean, they're probably very different places. Cultural and like the soccer yeah, or not, not the soccer at first. Like I don't know, like the food or the place. Uh, how it's something. Everything's really different. The the food. First of all, they eat so late at night, which is just that's <laughs> so crazy to me. Like <laughs> when I showed both me and Lucy when we first got here, the timings and the food are just so different. It's so weird. You're like about to starve to death, and then everybody's like, "Oh, let's have dinner now." And you're like, "Oh, thank God, the last." <laughs> I'm like, I've been taught my whole life, like. Don't eat dinner after 8 p.m. Like it's really bad for you. And here it's like 11:30, and I'm like, oh, you need to eat dinner. Well, actually, if you say to them you want to have dinner at 8 p.m., that's far too early. They look at you like they're crazy. Yes, they're like in the United States. It's like if you eat at eight, people are like, why are you eating so close to bedtime? And here it's like, huh, it's almost tomorrow. Might as well eat some dinner now. Like, you're not crazy. Yeah, so the, the eating schedule's different here. I mean, it's not like that all over Europe, but here in Spain, they do like to have a, a late lunch and a late dinner, so it's crazy to me. And the, the food they eat is very different because, I mean, Texas isn't really close to any water, so we don't have a lot of seafood options and stuff. And so I'm not a big seafood fan. Okay. <laughs> and then my roommates, they eat, like, rabbit or, like, eels, and I'm like, we do not eat that in the United States. <laughs> like, what? 
just like, oh. And I tried to be really open-minded because I'm a really picky eater already. And that was like one of the things my mom said. It was like, when you go there, you need to be open-minded and try new foods and stuff. And then I'm like looking at their plate and I'm like, that's an eel. It's <laughs> <laughs> open-minded and then there's like, I was like, that is no. <laughs> I mean, it's good that you have come with an open-minded because it is very different here. Um, so we talked about, obviously, there's so many differences in, in the lifestyle and the culture. But talk about on the soccer field, how has it been different, yeah, just playing here? The style of soccer here is just completely different. And when I first came in, the practices, I like really didn't fit in because the technical ability of the girls here is just insane comparatively to what we learned in, in Texas. I mean, they would be bringing balls out of the air from 40 yards away and beating three people with their first touch. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I do not fit in here. In Texas, we're just kind of raised to be athletes, physical, fast, strong, and here it's more like how well you can move the ball and stuff. And so it was just really shocking in practice. I felt really overwhelmed watching them because their technical ability was just so beyond mine. But I think me bringing physicality in, to the games has helped because it kind of shocks the other teams because they're like, oh, <laughs> we did not know this girl. <laughs> so it's been a very different experience, especially also with the, how possession-oriented soccer is here in, in uh, the United States. I mean, we're kind of known for it, but kick-and-run soccer, it's how far you can kick it and who the fastest person is to get it and yeah. go. So it's I, so direct. It's there. very direct. and. I was uh, talking with the coaches that I trained the little boys with, um, little six-year-olds with, and just like watching them in their youth program, how much they like spend time on passing and moving the ball. It's just like it's a completely different culture in soccer than in the United States. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I played out in the states, as I told you, and it's it's so much more physical there and more technical here. And I hate to say that because there are so many you you know female U.S. players that are very technical. Um, but you said obviously you bring that that physicality here, and that's helped the first team. I mean, we well, mean you got you got a goal on the weekend, and it's great. You know, like you said, it shocks other teams. You know, everybody has different strengths and weaknesses, and I'm sure you're bringing so much to the ladies' first team. Well, I know you are. I, I know you already are. So um, it's really amazing to have you here, and, and like you said, you can all learn from each other. You can learn from them, but they can also learn from you as well. Um, so that's great. And, and tell us about your first match when you made your debut for the ladies' team. How was that? Who was it against, and, and what was the score and oh, all that gosh. stuff? The first match was against that I got to play was against Elche. Elche, yeah. And uh, they had been practicing me as an outside mid, which I've never played. And so going to the game, I was like really nervous. And they had just come off a five nothing loss, too. And so all the girls were like, "We need to win this." And then we had a lot of injuries, and so I was like really, really nervous going into it. And we went down one nothing in like the first 15 minutes, and it was not going well for me. I was not, I didn't know what I was doing, and the coaches were yelling in Spanish, and I didn't know what was going on. And the, I couldn't communicate with that right back what she was wanting to do very well because I didn't know. And at halftime, Laura asked me, she's like, do you feel comfortable with what you're doing? I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and um, so she talked to the coaches and they were like, okay, let's just, let's switch her to forward. So the second half I played forward and it's a lot better. <laughs> a lot more comfortable. And it's amazing. If just the like, coaches are listening, she's more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, so I was horrible. I don't think they'll ever put me back outside, but I was not good. I was terrible. <laughs> and uh, Christina came in, subbed in in probably like the 70th minute and she scored a goal like right away. And then we were tied one-to-one, -one, and in like 
extra time, she scored another goal to win it. So that was it was really exciting win because we were losing the whole game, and then she came in and scored two goals and won it. That's <laughs> awesome. And you're three for three, right, in your, yes, in your game. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, since you got here, we've won every game, just saying. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we have been talking about these games on the, on the podcast recently. I do remember talking about that game when Christina Diaz scored two. So, you know, the ladies' team are doing so well now, and Kenny's obviously helping with that. And it, let's just touch on the, their situation at the moment. So you beat Levante three uh, one this past weekend. Tell us a little bit about that match because I know it was a huge win for you. Yes, guys. going into it, the coaches just like kept telling me how big of a game it was, and I don't like. I mean, there wasn't much communication because the head coach doesn't really speak any English, so she just like kept pounding that it was an important game. I'm like, I don't really know why, but it's an important game. And so like going into it, I was like really nervous and. Uh, we got a corner early in the game and Cologne scored and I was just like, oh my gosh, no, everyone's so excited. Like they celebrated, like it was just like amazing and it was really exciting to be a part of something that big and important. And then later on, I found out after the game that it like secured their spot in a promotion and I was like, I had no idea what was going on. I mean, this is like obviously the communication barrier is difficult. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you contributed to that as well. You scored a goal. Tell us about your goal because that's your first one, right? Yes, yes. In the game previously, when we played another team, we were winning six nothing, and I had like seven or eight chances to score, and I just I was in my own head. I kept messing up, and so I was like, I really need to score. And so going into the game, I was like, I, I really want to score in this game. And in the second half, I said I had beat some players, and I just made a run in the back post, and I was pretty open because she drew them all. And, I called it for it and I kind of collided with the player and my shot and so the ball like trickled as slow as it could into oh, the goal. She wasn't watching it and I was like, please go in. That's awesome. But the girls were so nice. Whenever I scored, they were celebrated so much and it was really nice to like just feel supported by them and stuff. It was really cool. Oh, they're a great group of girls, yeah. And I mean, it was such an important win, like you said. So, I mean, as we've said on previous podcasts, next year the the whole women's league is going to be restructured, and so this new second division, which will be called Primera B, um, the girls are definitely in that for next season now. It's split into two divisions, so there'll be a north and a south. Um, so it's amazing that they've got into this division because it's going to be such a high standard um, for the top four teams from the current seven groups in Division 2 will be playing in that. So, um, yeah, just, just so happy for the girls. And this weekend uh, is huge as well for another reason. Um, but you're playing against Alama away this weekend, so that's a big match because they're just above us in the table, right? Yes. Um, we're actually on 51 points. Alama on 54 points. So it's huge because if we can finish above them, we'll be going to the playoffs, not just for the second division but for the first division, La Liga Iberdrola, the professional league. So. Um, the girls are really going to go for that match. Uh, you've got to win it. I think if the coach said last week's game was important, <laughs> she's going to say this, this one's uh, really, really, really important. Um, but I know you girls can do it. Um, obviously, it's quite a trip, but we were just talking about this before the podcast. So um, to Alhambra, it's about a four-hour drive, maybe four-and-a-half-hour drive, something like that. But you were telling me that that's nothing, right? Yes, in my university, we had teams from different states to play again so we had some in Louisiana and Mississippi which are bordering states to Texas and they were like eight to nine hour bus rides and we would travel with our men's team on a bus and it was it was 
terrible. <laughs> yeah, so they might be telling you, oh, Kenny, it's a long way this weekend, and you're like, no, no, that's not. That's <laughs> not. Well, that's really cool. And, and so tell us as well how the training sessions have been going. You're three for three for wins in matches, but how's the everyday life here training with the team? The training's been really cool. It's been it's been really cool to just like see the different way they do it because at my university we train uh, weights and stuff at a completely separate time. So we would do that at six o'clock in the morning. Then we would go to class during the day, and then at like four p.m. we would train um, like on the field. And here they do it uh, all at night because people obviously have jobs. And then you start with going to the gym. And the stuff in the gym is just a completely different focus because in the United States we're kind of raised to be physical athletes, so we do a lot more weightlifting and stuff. And here it's more core and um, movements and stuff. And so just like seeing that. And then on the field, <laughs> it's been interesting because the girls um, try and explain the drills to me, and they're not very good at speaking English, so that's always fun. But uh, <laughs> just seeing the different drills and like the way practices is run and their tactics behind everything. It's been a really cool learning experience. That's great. I mean, uh, I think you, you've you explained everything so well. I think, for, especially for other American girls out there listening who are thinking about playing in Europe, um, I think they couldn't have heard it better first time here than from Kenny. So thanks for explaining all that. And what advice would you give to other female players from the US that are perhaps thinking about playing overseas? I think I would just say like there, there's a lot of opportunity out there, and you gotta go put yourself out there because I mean they're they're not gonna come like to the U.S. and see you, so you have to um, find your own way out there, and then just don't be nervous because your style doesn't fit theirs because they just might be looking for something to change their game. And I know for me, I was really worried about like coming into their practice and not fitting their style, and um, and it's, it wasn't a problem at all because they wanted me for who I was. So. I think uh, I would just say to come be yourself and play your game, and there's a lot of opportunity out there if you look hard enough. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to be proactive about it, like you said, and and they want you for you. You know, you don't have to change your game. So, uh, thanks so much. You know, you couldn't have said that more perfectly. It's and, been perfect. <laughs> yeah, and, and just one last thing. I mean, we talked about your goal this past weekend, but has there been another special moment here, or like I don't know? You said the girls have welcomed you really well, which I'm sure feels great. I think, uh, I mean, every game that is just kind of a special moment because I really thought I was done after losing in PKs and that was heartbreaking, but just uh, being a part of this team and celebrating with them has been really cool and how welcoming they've been because I know it's it's probably not easy to try and uh, include someone that doesn't speak the same language as you, but they've just gone out of their way to make me feel very welcomed and be excited for me in every part of my journey, so it's just the whole thing's been Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, shout out to the ladies team, Viera Feminina, for, for welcoming Kenny so much. And thank you so much for being here and coming on the podcast today. Thank you for today. having me. No, it's been awesome. We've been waiting for you for a long time. Um, best of luck for the match this weekend because it's, um, it's a big one. Um, you can definitely follow along on Twitter, guys, and on social networks. The ladies team are playing against Alama this weekend. I think it's on Sunday. Yes, well, it is. Yeah, it's on cool. Sunday. So midday kickoff as always. So yeah, tune in for that on social networks. You can follow their progress. And yeah, um, let's hope they can get to the playoffs for La Liga Libertadores. Thanks for speaking, Kenny. Bye. Thank you.